Good morning, and welcome to Being the Change Now. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning, Ashwini. Our focus this week has been on patience, and we've practiced being the Bodhisattva Buffalo when confronted by challenging people and circumstances. Practice restraint while encountering situations and persons that that trigger you. Practice letting the mud settle before acting or speaking from identification. Take refuge with the recorder instead. If you do get triggered, practice having patience for yourself. Practice not going to self-hate. Do the two-handed recording with the person who finds the circumstances difficult and allow them to be embraced in compassion. With conscious awareness, practice moving towards what causes you to suffer. If you normally resist or avoid something difficult, practice embracing your warrior energy as you open to seeing how the situation can transform you by transcending ego. Drop any voice that criticizes your spiritual progress. Remember Pooh's wise words. Reverse know this. There is no hurry. We shall all get there someday. As always, RL. All right, here's our first caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Sean from Regina, Saskatchewan. Hey, Sean. What are you seeing? Uh, quick weather report. We had a big blizzard here, got a bunch of snow, so probably a bit different than Washington. Well, Sean, let me tell you, I am looking out at some uh, snowy landscape. We had our first snow yesterday. Now, I, okay. it, no one would call it a blizzard. Okay, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to try to compete here, but we did get snow. <laughs> very amazing. exciting. That's very yeah. exciting. <laughs> yeah. So I am seeing just how relevant this topic is. Um, I, through work, I have somebody, I work as a consultant and somebody who's a client is just I just finished a meeting with them and they are pushing every single one of my buttons and I am desperate to quit this thing. And then just as I dialed in here, I'm like, well, maybe this is the practice. This is the workshop that I need. Uh-huh. And, and what was that like when that dropped in? Uh, I think my shoulders dropped a few inches. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's wonderful, yeah. isn't it? It's it's uh, it's back to the wisdom of Pooh, right? I mean, there's it, it. It's all happening perfectly. It's so hard to see when we're in those kinds of situations, and and it seems so miserable and impossible. And every every voice in the head is saying, "Just quit this. Stop it. Get rid of these people. Do something else with your life." And then to realize wait a minute, <laughs> this might be my best opportunity to end suffering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a bit sort of, even though I've been, you know, listening, the time change has been made it a bit more difficult for me to phone in, but I've been listening all week and only, yeah, in the last 30 minutes, in the last five minutes did that drop in and you're exactly right. So it is... 
relaxing and it brings me some new perspective on, yeah, how not to, I just want to defend myself in this meeting or get really aggressive and, you know, one of those other, yeah, one of those ego reactions. So it is, it's very, yes. it's very, yeah. Yeah, yeah, rather than the, this is exciting. I, I, if I can, right, if I can just take a step back and watch this whole thing, then not only am I, is it reinforcing for me that I'm not that, I'm not that ego, suffering, misery, thinking stuff, um, but I can see how it's happening to me. I can see how ego is actually doing it to me, not that other person. That other person is just saying and doing and being whoever they are, right? It's ego that's making me suffer. <laughs> this has yeah. been freedom, huh? The, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. Like you can hear me laughing. So thank you, thank you. Oh, for this. Thank, thank you for this you. practice. Thank you for this week. Yes. Okay. <laughs> You've made my the rest right, of my Friday the- is going to be. A, the rest of my Friday is going to be a lot better. <laughs> yes, and your weekend too, we hope. And so enjoy the snow. Thank you. Thank you. Go happy. <laughs> Go happy. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Sean. Sherry, what was dropping in for me around that is that, um, that insight about how much Ego makes this, ego makes everything about, within quotes, me, it. And that in a, in a situation that triggers, triggers you, uh, or one, that there's so much really that is happening about ego, I mean literally about the other person, that it's a perspective that allows me to disidentify. It's so not about me. Yes, and, and, and nothing is. That's right. So, so, yeah. So, I, I anybody who's uh, following along with my adventures here in Squim, you know, I'm obsessed with hummingbirds, <laughs> and uh, so I was opening this giant uh, bag of sugar that I bought, and and thinking, what an irony, you know, that I am opening a giant bag of sugar. Sugar has never been my friend, right? And. Uh, and anybody who's ever opened one, you know, I can remember a time when I would have just been in my head saying, what kind of idiots would close this thing up like this so that you can't possibly get it open, so that it's going to make a great big mess all over, right? And instead, it was just taking it apart, just tiny little movement by tiny little movement by tiny, little, just hummingbird approach to the whole thing, and it was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it takes that it it takes those steps. Step one yes. is notice the identification. Step two, do whatever it takes to disidentify. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know so much of it is running is get with the person, get with the person. Yeah. Right. Get with the person who's actually living the life. Get out of the head. We've yeah. mentioned that before. Get out of that conversation in the head. Get in the body of the person who's actually living this life, mm. actually yes. in this moment. Who's interacting with sugar, not with some imaginary human being who is so stupid yeah. as to seal the back <laughs> in a way that it's impossible <laughs> to open. Yeah. yeah. 
And it turns out it wasn't impossible to open. That's right. Huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, here's our next caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Ashwini. It's Tracy. Hey, Tracy. <laughs> I'm so happy to be unmuted. Um, wow, I just love that conversation. And the hummingbird approach, um, I've been looking a lot at our Zen Farmer approach. Um, yesterday was my birthday. Happy birthday. And thank you. Um, and I, I think what I... It just felt like such a, oh, I see what the word, it, I don't know, like birthdays for me are a way, are just an opportunity to step back and look at, like I always have a pretty visceral memory of my birthday the year before. And yesterday spending some time reflecting on where I was a year ago and where I am now and how the orientation that was laid out in the beginning of this year long around the the Zen farmer story, um, you know, putting the weeds aside and, you know, focusing on the flowers and the practitioner and and how extraordinary it was to have that landscape laid out early in the year and then to have all these now steps of actually practicing what's what was being pointed to, like, you know, even in the beginning of around what's going to arise. Um, and so I'm just, I'm like off the charts, a gra- a grateful. And yeah, so I just, I am, I'm, I'm, yeah, that's where I am. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in, in sort of in the reflection of, uh, a year of practice, right? And the transformation that has happened in, if I, in, in, this, in, the sh- in this Shanti way, right? Where you, when you put yourself on the path and you show up and you do the work, then the, the work transforms you. And it's, it, it, as you said, viscerally, you can see it. And there's tremendous yeah. attitude. Yeah. Yeah, and that, and that the, this week, um, the focus being on patience and it's just this morning I was recording about like being a farmer and like I've had, had this con- one just content that's been super challenging and and I'm you know touching on it now I you know like what was just shared you want it all to go away and it's like no this is a phenomenal opportunity and and what I'm just noticing so far has just been just unbelievable and I was recording this morning about that farmer, um, you know, like the monkey is, you know, always wanting attention. And I was thinking about that in relation to the weeds. And so often, like even as I go about in my property, like looking at the weeds and being like, oh, like, oh, my God, they're here again. And what are they doing? And that even this year, taking that step of getting to know my weeds and, and like, what are they offering? <laughs> so I realized, like, oh, that thistle, you know, that root is, is an incredible liver tonic, which, like, I've been needing liver support, so let's make a tincture out of it. You know, so even just that place of what is 
what we're habituated towards wanting to eradicate so often can be a great teacher. Mm. And so just like seeing that it's not only internal, but that habituation externally. Mm. Um, and that with that piece that we're practicing with now, that patience of just staying with it and being still and getting curious, mm. that so often that it might not at first be obvious, but that, you know, I like to think of the roots, like there's something in it. There's like something holding it there that has yet to be discovered. Mm. Yeah, there's so, so many nuances in how you stated that, right, Tracy? Because the transformation is, is not that there are weeds that, need to, that, that are a problem, right? The transformation is seen in, wait a minute, these weeds are here and they're here for me. So it's not a problem. It's not eradication is the, is, is the relationship with them. It's the ability to see them. It's to transform even the seeing of them as the gift that assists you to be free. Yeah, and it was just exactly the same process that the last caller was talking about of like, oh, my God, I want them all to go away. And then it's like, oh, no, this is my best opportunity. <laughs> Right, and that's the recognition of the patience, right, Tracy? It's all yeah. patience because it's the patience to accept, to surrender, almost that those weeds are are life, right? They're going to come back in the garden. Yeah. They are. They're going to keep coming back. So it, there, there is that that the patience to surrender to the inevitability of the process. And therefore, from that place of surrender to recognize the gift in the process and that you, I have to submit to the process, I, there, there's no other way. I could, if I, I'd be miserable if I spent my life battling the weeds, which is what the story says. But to see the weeds not as a battle, not as something to eradicate, but something that one lives with in order for the garden to grow within, then it's a completely different approach. And it's the maturity that comes with repeated practice. Yeah, I love how you laid that out. And uh, yeah, and it just takes me right back. I know I I'm a, a little bit of a broken record, but that whole done story of, like, we can be humming and singing and just putting those weeds aside. And the sensations that get our attention um, around the weeds initially, like, uh, you know, it's, yeah, there's a really different sensations when we sing and hum and put a weeds aside and we're trying to pull them out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a recalibration. It's a recalibration. Oh, and I'm just so grateful this year's been, it's just, it's, yeah, I, 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 who knows what next year is and um, I know we can't cling, but I wish we could just do it all over again. <laughs> Well, we will. Thank just you. just oh. probably with different content, right? Oh. And, you know, it's what we, say. we never say anything different except the same thing over and over again. And yet it, oh it's, of, it's so many uh, facets and depths and textures. and Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sherry. Thanks, Tracy. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> All right, here's our next caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Oops. OK, 
Okay. Next caller, you're now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Oh, hi, it's Alice in London. Can you hear me okay? Hello, Alice. How are you doing and what are you seeing? I'm having a lot of fun here. Patience of all things. Um, (laughs) Of all things. Who would have thought it would come to this? Patience. I'm having a lot of fun because... I um, accidentally um, damaged a bowl that doesn't belong to me <laughs> and, uh, and put, it, put it on one side, covered it up and thought what to do next and um, then I accidentally damaged something of my own that was very dear to me. They both got slipped mm. in the sink. They, when wet, they got slipped and got broken. So I'm mm. the patients, back to patients. Um, so it's sitting on the sideboard, the one that... Be- Nothing really, but it's not about belonging. I want, it to, I want to fix the one for the other person more than I want to fix my own one because I can let go of the one. It's just a vase. Um, and mm. um, so it's standing on the sideboard. I think, no, don't let that clutter up. It'll, it'll make people around me feel fraught that things need fixing. Just, just let go of it and uh, throw it away. It's only made of mm. ceramics. It won't hurt the earth. That's why ceramics are nice. And then I get some Loctite super glue. And then I get some two-part araldite epoxy. And I think, I've got no idea how to use either of these. I don't want to stick my fingers together. <laughs> <laughs> so I leave it on the sideboard. Now, I didn't do any of this consciously for, for patients. It's just, right. a, it's just wanting to... And then, um, I don't know, just today, this afternoon, um, I open the Loctite suit glue. It's so old, it's still, it's still rock hard. You can't use it. <laughs> laughter, patience, go out, buy some more. So I've just stuck the first little bit back on and the second little bit, and my fingers are free and they're not stuck together. And, th- and I don't know what's happening. It's all in the current moment because the third piece may go on or it may not, but my fingers are staying safe. This patience is the most wonderful thing. It's the greatest gift. Well, I, I just love it, Alice. I just love it because it's such a... An articulation of now this, now this, now this, now this. And without a big conversation, which, I mean, you were aware of the potential conversation, right? Just throw it away because people are going to, you know, that's going to. But just staying with it and then it's time for this and now this and now this and now this. And life just unfolds perfectly. It does, Cherry, and I'm so thankful for the caller in earlier today saying about letting a conversation be and being patient. And um, it's lovely. It's a gift to give to someone else. And I'm just picking it up. This might be, I might come here on previous years, perhaps one, perhaps two, I I can't remember, I don't have the memory. It's just, it's just, filtering in and I'm <laughs> rocking with laughter and I'm very grateful, Sherry, grateful to you all. Well, I want to tell you, since I have you, Alice, I want to tell you something. And that is that I actually think about you very often and I'll tell you exactly why. Because I've, I have been playing since, since you offered us that perspective of making everything into a verb. I okay, have I-N-G. been ing. 
That's right. Yep. Uh, and uh, it, it is so fun to take to to think and and speak in those terms. I mean, I don't talk to a lot of other people in that way because it sounds a little wacky. And if they don't know you well, and and then they they're not used to you being wacky, it can be you know like the the stuff on, the unfixed stuff on the sideboard, right? And so, but within myself. Uh, I do it a lot. Just just realizing that everything in life is an ing because everything is nowing, 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 nowing. nowing. I like nowing. And when we and when we when we have that perspective, then at least for me, there's such an increased sense of the flow of everything, the movement of life and the perfection of the timing of life because it's all just gerunding along. It's amazing, Sherry. So thank I'm you really for that. grateful. I can't I don't have the memory capacity to remember my last birthday. Uh, I'm not sure about last week. I'm in the ING. <laughs> it's, it's the neurology I've got. And um, I'm just noticing when we're kind to ourselves, I'm noticing there might be a possibility that we are possibly pushing ourselves to the edge of what we're able to do and I I only discover because today I forgot my hat and made myself stay only for a fraction of the time I normally spend so I don't get cold and I just noticed mm. that much greater capacity to be present because mm -hmm. I'm staying within my comfort zone in the now and um, mm -hmm. This might be the only moment I can say this because I'm noticing five years at least are all just completely up in the air now in smoke by comparison to just today when without a hat I say to myself, mm -mm -mm, you don't get too cold, um, you can always come again. And it's extraordinary to discover the extra presence by staying in one's comfort zone. I'm going to go up in a puff of something I don't understand, so I'm going to go quiet and let other people contribute in a deep thank you. Right. Thank you, Ellen. Uh, thank you so much. You take care of yourselves because you're pretty important people, <laughs> all of you. <laughs> Bye now. Bye now. Oh, that was so wonderful. And we She's talking about kinding, isn't she? <laughs> She's living yes. in kinding. Oh, uh -huh. yes, yes. Mm -hmm. All right. I think we have time for one more caller. So here we go. Next caller. You're now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Tanya. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, loud and clear. Hi, good morning. I'm always afraid to be unmuted. Um, so patient is... Um, is definitely also for me very very important um and uh, uh i'm um i'm i really listened to what was said today about um um having the monkey or sometimes i feel like it's more an, ele an elephant that is with a with a bison and uh trying to squish it i just don't know sometimes when it's enough is enough with patient like if you need to still entertain not entertain uh, let the monkey um, 
kind of bother you or when is the time to can to kind of step away from it and uh, so yeah I'm I'm, uh, I'm wondering about that I'm wondering when life would get, tell me okay now it's time to take your space and move away from the monkey because you cannot um, handle it enough <laughs> I don't know if, if I'm clear about the the my question, basically. Yeah. Um, it sounds like so. So, Stefania, it's an interesting place, right? Because it it's uh, it's always time to move away from the monkey. <clears throat> Tell me more. Right, because what the monkey represents, in the sense of the uh, in the sense of what I project, you're talking about is the conversation. It's the suffering. Mm. Okay. Right. I mean, there is always that's what the Buddha taught. There is suffering, and there's a way to end the suffering. And the suffer and the way to end the suffering is not is to drop the conversation. It's to drop the mm. suffering. The freedom is is from the suffering, mm. not the situation. Yes. Yes. Because once I'm, once I'm free from the suffering, I can be in any situation and choose how I am in the situation. But as long as I'm suffering, there's confusion that it's the situation that is causing my suffering, not the conversation in my head. Hmm. Yes. Okay. So, um, yes. Because, right, you could change any situation and you find yourself still capable of suffering. So you, so if you're, if we're looking for freedom, the freedom is from suffering, and then the circumstances will be what the circumstances are. Yes, yes. And this is one of the reasons life doesn't tell us, right? Life is never going to say change your circumstances. <laughs> no, that's not the because it's the it's the it's the question is being asked in the wrong place. There's no answer to that question because a change in circumstances does not necessarily equate to a change in suffering. Yes. Uh, sometimes it's... It, yes, I guess I need to figure out how the, the, the voices are trying to uh, you know, elaborate how to accept the situation or the monkey that is talking to me, whether I should just not talk about accepting or getting out of the talk is like going back to physical contest. I mean, like feeling some physical things, feeling the breath, feeling my hands, and not even um, elaborate how to accept the situation. You know what I mean? What? Um, Here's two things, though. You don't have to figure anything out. That is yeah. really the process you're opening to, right? The revelation that assists you to be here. And to the, and I project what you're pointing to is the confusion of having a conversation with con in conditioned mind about acceptance. Well, uh, there's no answer there either, right? Because it's focused on content, not on process. Yes. Tell me again. Yes. I think we are there. Right. 
so I, I'm having a debate within myself attempting to figure out whether this or this is the right way to be. Should I accept it? And it, what is accept? I mean, imagine having a conversation with somebody who doesn't know anything about acceptance and attempting mm -hmm. to find the answer to acceptance. Mm -hmm. We think we're talking about something, but we're not having a... Con there's just no ability to, to have an answer in that interaction. Yes. Because it's about the wrong thing, right? Within quotes, wrong thing in the sense of it's impossible. It's impossible to find the answer. Yes. Because the process I'm in, which is the conversation and conditioned mind, has no answers. It wants to endlessly debate the content as, uh, because the focus is on, on resolving the content. And the, uh, what practice is saying is you can't be in a process about resolving content and end suffering because that's the process of suffering you're in. I know we are very to the point, to the core of it. I think I'm lost, but I will uh, listen, it, listen to it again because, again, one of the biggest content is acceptance in, uh, in what I'm thinking about. Acceptance, I mean, I'm talking with some issue with my, uh, my husband and he's accepting, uh, talking to him or talking to me about accepting what is. And there's no way that there's... Uh, a willingness to accept on his end, and I'm trying to work out to accept that he doesn't want to accept, and just to accept the content. And uh, and I'm stuck because I feel like okay, I need to get out of this acceptance situation, or him not wanting to accept. And so I think I'm staying in my mind versus trying to just uh, and that's what I was trying to figure out, trying to even drop inside myself and outside the conversation about acceptance, which is the cause of suffering. I think mm -hmm. two things. You hit the nail on the head that what we want to do is drop the conversation about acceptance because there's yeah. no acceptance in the conversation about acceptance. And, Stefania, we're just getting ready to do uh, an email class on acceptance. And, and I... I sign up yesterday, of course. <laughs> a lot of chance to explore the confusion that arises in in that whole notion of how ego frames acceptance. So yes. Let's all yes. stay tuned. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks, Stefania. All right. Yep. Here we well, are. Here we go. And... Uh, so thank you, everybody, oh. and we get a new assignment this noon, noon Pacific. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Thanks, Ashwini. Thank you, everybody. Go happy.